0: Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio brings you prescribed listening from our trusted contributors at the Ontario Pharmacists Association.
1: Well, welcome back. This is Mental Health Week. We've talked about that before here on Fight Back with Libby Snymer. And mental illness affects one in five or one in four, depending on the numbers that you cite. And that basically means that it hits every single family. And I don't know a family, an extended family, where it's not an issue somewhere in the family. And we know how absolutely devastating it can be. We know there are long waits for psychiatric treatment. But what most people probably don't know is that your pharmacist can help. Uh, Now, I want to hear from you about your experiences with mental illness Please share your stories, 416 740 toll free 1 866 744 740. Also, if you have questions, but right now I am here with our trusted contributor, Dean Miller from the Ontario Pharmacists Association. Thanks for joining us.
2: Good afternoon, Libby.
1: Well, um, what is the role of a pharmacist in managing a mental illness and medications for mental illness?
2: Well, you know, all the things you said are are correct and and you know the one thing that overlies all of all of this is that there's so many disease states. In fact, every disease state, whether it be diabetes or or cardiovascular health or, or whatever, I mean, everything touches mental health, and there's always a mental health component to it. So the pharmacist is is an accessible healthcare professional out there. I mean, basically, you just go down to the pharmacy and you almost have immediate access to a pharmacist. So that pharmacist gets to know you. We've talked about that on the show before. Gets to know your family. Gets to know your history. Knows your medication. Medication and and can be a great ally for you, you know, as, as you battle, a, you know, an underlying condition like like mental health and mental mental illness, and it's 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 probably the biggest thing that a pharmacist faces because it impacts so many people.
1: Uh, so, are you talking about uh, medications, antidepressants, things like that?
2: Yeah, i you know, I mean there, there's antidepressants, there's anti anxiety agents, which are probably even more commonplace. And then you get into the you know, the more um I guess uh severe or or debilitating mental uh conditions like bipolar disorder and schizophrenia, addictions and you know, which is also a mental uh uh a mental health issue as well. So all of those, but you know, probably as a pharmacist I would say that Depression and anxiety are probably the two biggest, but you know, addictions is catching up pretty quickly.
1: And uh, what are the kinds of issues that, if you're taking that type of med- medication, that you can sort out with your pharmacist?
2: Well, you know, a lot of times it's 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 these uh, patients that have the the biggest trouble with you know managing their medication, and many times it's very complex. So not only do they have the medications that perhaps they're taking for their their conditions, like diabetes or or ca- cardiovascular and things like that, we've talked about asthma. But then you add on, you know, medications to help with with uh, you know the mental conditions that they might be facing as a result of that condition, or or stresses in life, or whatever. You know, and, and these medications, for the most part, are not easy to take. You know, there's, they're probably the ones that we see that have the most amount of drowsiness. They impact your, your, your lifestyle. I mean, they're there to help you. But in turn, sometimes it's tough to find the right combination for, for a person. And there's many, many hundreds and hundreds of medications out there. So finding the right one, um, you know, taking it right. Uh, which is incredibly important with some of these medications, and a lot of them take a while, you know, to 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 hit, you know, a steady state in your system where they're actually going to do some good. So, you know, a lot of people kind of go, "I've taken one; it didn't do anything." You know, I've I've I'm I'm struggling with this. I don't want to take it. It didn't make me feel very well. So, all of those things are are all, you know there for the pharmacist to discuss with the patient and help them manage that.
1: And what about, uh, excuse me, dosage? Can it be an issue of dosage sometimes that maybe you either have to up the dose or reduce it?
2: for sure you know absolutely and, and and as i said there's not only hundreds of medications but they come in multiple dosing and you know what's good for you doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be good for me you know i weigh a lot more than you uh, you know kids kids you know kids or or teens have different needs you know me, the metabolism that somebody has um you know impacts sort of the way they take medications as well. So it's all of those things, but, you know, the pharmacist is there. They've got that the history of, you know, you and your family and the medications you've taken and have easy access to other health care professionals because this isn't just one healthcare care professional dealing with an issue. It's many.
1: Let's give out the numbers for people who have questions about this. 416-360-0740 or toll-free 866 40. I'm here with Dean Miller, our trusted contributor from the Ontario Pharmacists Association, and it's Mental Health Week, and we are talking about the medications that are associated with mental health, and you pointed out very rightly that a lot of people do not like the side effects. There's drowsiness. You're kind of can be out of it. Uh, There are issues of dosage. Now, if you suspect that say somebody needs a, a lower dose or a higher dose. They have to go back to their doctor for that, do they not?
2: Yeah, uh, in in because this is such a sensitive issue, uh, you know, the pharmacist would work with the, with a the physician to to kind of streamline that that dose and the, and the, get the so right. So you level. you would
1: intervene and get in touch with the with uh, absolutely. The physician?
2: I mean, because the pharmacist is is sort of the first line of defense and probably the person that's going to field the majority of those calls about. Either it's not working, it doesn't work right, I'm struggling with the way I have to take it, Uh, you know, all of those things are are pharmacist roles. So that pharmacist can act as sort of the the intermediary step, you know, to your physician or a psychiatrist or, or... Know, psychologist or, or whatever, because I mean, there is a, a number of different types of treatment for, for any mental health issue. so
1: mhm And uh, you talked about anti-anxiety medications being right. even more common than antidepressants. Do they carry the same side effects?
2: Yeah, and there's a whole number of them. I mean, many years ago, I mean, the only one ever, anyone ever knew was Valium. And, 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 you know, it was in the movies, and people yeah. talked about it. No, I, Mommy's you know, I, little
1: helper, they yeah, called it.
2: exactly. And I, I need a Valium. Well, it's, it's, it's come a long way since then, and there's, there's many different uh, medications like that. But, they, but the, the reason to take them still pretty much remains the same. You know, for panic disorder, for, you know, somebody that needs relief of anxiety, or they've had a stressful event in their life and they may just need it for a few days to get them from a place where, you know, they don't really want to be to sort of back to normal state. But, you know, they are, they're tough to take, um, you know, because, you know, not only do they sort of lower the anxiety levels, but a lot of times, you know, things like bothersome things like, you know, I talk a lot at work and my mouth is you know, my mouth is dry or, you know, I have some blurred vision or, or you know, all of those things can be side effects that, that that people pick up on. And, you know, the pharmacist is there to sort of help you manage them. And most times, you know what, It's it, a lot of times it's temporary with these medications as well because your body's just not used to them. So you want to, you know, take them for enough time to be able to judge that accordingly. And a lot of times they just, you know, the the Side effects just after you've taken it, they they go away after a few days. So. Well, see,
1: it's interesting. I I uh, take uh, Ativan once a year when I have an MRI mm-hmm. uh, because I can't get into that tube without with, yeah. without that. But it's 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 a big deal. It's like I can't drive. Yep. I can't do anything normal for four hours afterwards because right. it's it's like being stoned.
2: <laughs> well, yo, know, and that's a good example of one. I mean, that's a, that's in the Valium family, but that's a very short acting. Uh, version of it that, that, you know, didn't exist 20 years ago, but now it does today. And you're right, it's the perfect solution for that, because it lowers sort of like, I'm I'm with you, I wouldn't want those MRI machines, you know, they're, it's a pretty scary thing and the noises and whatnot. So, so, you know, people take it for things like that, events. You know right but, but, but a lot of times people take it on a regular basis right
1: well. and uh, does it take a while to figure out how to function I mean I, I couldn't imagine trying to function on it
2: yeah I mean you know over over time you know that and that's a great example right you just take it occasionally and it does you know it has that effect once on you. a year yeah yeah but sometimes people take it on a regular basis and that's what I that's what I mean you know the first few times they take it they go I don't want to stay on this stuff I can't even function but over over a few days, the effects could be less and less. But, you know, the one thing we haven't talked about is as well is you don't want to take too much of that stuff because you know, if you take too much, you can get these are all medications that you can get hooked on uh, and dependent on, and, and sometimes they're very hard to get off of.
1: Okay. Uh, Dean, we're going to have to take a quick break. Before we go, I'm going to give out the numbers. Uh, you can call Dean if you have questions about medications for various kinds of mental illness actually you can call them with any question that you would have for your trusted pharmacist the numbers before we go to break 416-360-0740 or one 866 740 4740 740 and we will be back after this
0: you're listening to an exclusive podcast of fight back on zoomer radio heard weekdays from noon to one Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio.
1: Welcome back. I'm here with our trusted contributor Dean Miller from the Ontario Pharmacists Association and we're talking about mental illness and the medications associated with mental illness, but he is here to answer your questions. The numbers 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-744-740 and we have Sandy in Scarborough. Hi Sandy.
3: How are you? Fine. How are you? Oh, not bad. Not bad. Thank you. I have a question for the pharmacist. Sure. Um, the doctor recently, uh, historically, my blood pressure has been normal. And I've gone through some stressful times in my life recently. And my blood pressure shot right up off the charts. And uh, I haven't been able to really control it. I'm pretty healthy. And he gave me this drug... Uh, sandoz s-a-n-d-o-z i'm just wondering if once is there a chance to get better and get off of it because i seem to think it's a long-term thing you know about that
2: sandy did you say it was called sandoz s-a-n-d-o-z because that's yeah. actually the that's actually the manufacturer's name of it uh, um it's probably got another name on the label i bet yeah, I don't have the label on me. Oh, because that's they're they're a drug manufacturer, but but you know, I mean, just to generally answer your question, I mean, there's a there's a many many different things out there for for high blood pressure, and it sounds like you you know from your past that sort of this sign pops up every so often, and and you know, blood pressure can be attri- or higher blood pressure can be attributed to certain events, or if you're going through a tough time, or you've got you know some a uh, painful condition or something, your blood pressure can go up. So, I mean, to answer your question quite simply, I think, you know, uh, great possibility, uh, you know, most high blood pressure medications, I mean, you know, increasing your level of activity, maybe losing a few pounds and your blood pressure can get under under good control.
1: Um, is it possible that the drug is called amlopodine?
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, so...
3: Lodia or something yeah. I believe something
2: like that yeah yeah so so that that medication very commonly used uh, Sandy so um, I mean it, it it is a blood pressure medication like you said and and it's you know the good thing I mean it's not you know it's not addictive or anything like that and it, it will help you I mean the doctor made Want to monitor you fairly closely. I mean, you can monitor yourself at the pharmacy as well. Yep. Most yep. pharmacies have. So, so sure. the best idea is, and it does take uh, you know a number of weeks to start to reduce your your blood pressure. But mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, it, it's you know, like you, you said, it's
3: me three weeks worth of drugs. Yeah. So and after now, I the, just don't yeah. want to be on them
2: like. Yeah. Uh,
3: Definitely, you know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No,
2: I mean, uh, you know, n- none of us do, but, you know, monitor it over the next uh, few weeks and see. I mean, high blood pressure in many cases is a, sometimes it is a lifelong condition and you have to stay on the medication for for a long time. But the drug he's yeah. given you is, is really safe. Um, okay. But if it's just something that's sort of an event in your life that's causing your blood pressure to go up temporarily, but... But uh, you'll know. I mean, it, this one doesn't take too too long for you to notice a difference. So, so hopefully it'll do the trick for you.
3: Yeah, for the last uh, probably the last year or within the last few years, it's it's stayed high. So that's why oh. you kind of put me on this drug. So yeah, yeah. Concerned about taking drugs for it, but, uh, yeah.
2: Well, you know, the, there's a reason they call high blood pressure the silent killer, right? And and many times you have to. You have to take it for an extended period of time um, unless, you know, something happens. Like you lose a lot of weight or whatever and you can naturally do it or your activity level goes you up.
3: You can get off
2: it. Yeah, yeah. Okay,
1: so... You can so- get
3: off
2: it, right? Sorry, Sandy?
3: You can get off it, you- right?
2: Oh, absolutely. It's not addictive at all, so that's not really a worry for you.
3: But if the blood pressure starts to... Be
2: normal and everything. He'll wean me off it, probably, right? Uh, I, absolutely, he will. Because I mean, okay. you know, the the, med, uh, the doctor and the pharmacist for sure, uh, as much as you don't want you to be on it.
1: Okay, Sandy. We wish you the best of luck with that. Thanks a lot for your call.
4: Right.
1: Bye, uh, bye. Linda in Seagrave. Hi, Linda.
4: Yes. Hi. I was just asking. Uh, would like to know about the eighty-one milligram of aspirin whether a female should take it or not. I was on it from a previous doctor, and a newer doctor has told me that it's not necessary for women to take it. Now, I'm 69 years old and have not had any health uh, or, like, heart issues. Should I take it as a preventative still or
1: not?
2: Well, you know, I mean, this is an opinion more than anything because there is some studies that say you know you don't need to, okay. uh, but I think there's probably more studies that say you should. And, and 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 I've seen you know recommendations even those that don't have heart disease that you know eighty one milligrams is is a, a, a dose of aspirin that is so low that it what it does is it causes mm-hmm. your your platelets to be less sticky. So you're you know basically it lowers your you know, your chance of stroke and heart attack and things like that. So, so, I don't see any issues with it, Uh, uh, you know, uh, and that's the first time I've ever heard really the difference between female and male. I mean, uh, I think you'll see as many females on it as males, although males do have a higher incidence of heart disease than females do.
1: Now, I have a question on this because uh, I follow a lot of these studies that come out, scientific studies, and they are often contradictory, but... I believe that the last one that I saw said so, that if you don't have any indication, if you don't have any heart disease in your family or in your history, don't bother.
2: Yeah. So, I, no, I saw the same one, Libby. Uh, you know, I, I, um, I think that, you know, in a in a regular pharmacy scenario, we see hundreds and hundreds of patients that are on eighty one milligrams of. of of aspirin i agree with you i mean i've seen the same thing Uh, you know if you're uh, relatively healthy and active and whatnot i mean the simple answer is no you probably don't need it but is it going to do you any harm no probably not So
1: so no stomach issues with 81 milligrams
2: very little i mean it's a pretty pretty small dose you know compared to like even just one regular aspirin is about four times that strong so so it you know um Sure, sure. Anybody can get a little bit of, uh, you know, depending on the medication, can get some stomach upset. But for the most part, we don't see a lot of patients that that get stomach uh, upset on the 81 milligram.
4: And some of them are coated as well. Yeah. Um, um, Another question just to add to that. um, I am on um, blood pressure medication, so that would not have any bearing on taking an aspirin, an 81 milligram
2: aspirin Um, a a day. No, there's really no interaction there, and it's okay. a pretty common uh, combination together. Yeah. I mean, it leads me to believe that, that that's probably why your your physician put you on 81 milligrams is that, you know, looking down the line uh, and saying, you know, there's a little bit of high blood pressure here, which okay. could, you know, which could lead to some heart disease, so why not put you on 81 milligrams of aspirin? I think that's probably the, the thought process. Oh, but if you're, you know, uh, I mean, if you're... Um, if you're re- uh, relatively healthy, um, yes. you know it's 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 you know you probably don't need it, but I think it's just a preventative thing that they're doing here. So,
4: oh, I see, but it wouldn't harm me to take it, though.
2: No, no, not at all. I mean, there that's, th- that, that's one of the most commonplace scenarios that we have in a pharmacy is people on 81 milligrams of aspirin.
4: Okay,
1: well, thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thanks for your call. Okay, bye now. Bye bye. Okay, so uh, people have questions about all kinds of medication uh, today. Being uh, part of Mental Health Week, we were talking about medications used for that, and is there uh, interactions with those medications? You know, if you're if you're on uh, an anti-anxiety or antidepressant and high blood pressure, what are are there? problems, potentially? Um,
2: there, there is. Uh, I mean, there they are a group of medications as a, as a whole, Libby, that are, that are quite interactive with other things. And most of it's sort of an additive effect. You know, you take this with another medication, it makes you more drowsy than you normally would be, or drier in the mouth, or having a bit more trouble, um, you know, getting through the day, especially when you first get on them. I mean, the most Quite truthfully, the most common no-no is, is the alcohol combination with a lot of uh, drugs, you know, anti-anxieties and antidepressants because that that can be a pretty potent combination. Um, and these medications are used together many times. You know, you'll see somebody on an antidepressant and an anti-anxiety agent or something at the same time. So,
1: Interesting. Uh, we've got Steve in Brampton. Hi, Steve.
3: Good afternoon. How are you today? We're fine today. Thank you. I just have a quick question uh i'm type 1 diabetic i have been on lipitor forever i'm taking 80 milligrams i had heart surgery uh, a year and a half ago do i need the lipitor
2: well steve they they have uh you know As you know, uh, Lipitor is is Canada's most popular pharmaceutical drug. Um, Everybody's on it, and I think a lot of times physicians, uh, again, just like that last caller with the 81 milligrams, keep people on a drug like Lipitor um, just to ensure that, you know, the same heart disease issues in your case don't come back on you. That's
3: bypass.
2: Yeah, so I'm not sure if you've had... You know, you've you've you know checked your your cholesterol and uh, um, levels like my that. My cholesterol counts
3: are w- exactly where they're supposed to where be. Where they're supposed my to be. My blood pressure yeah. is sitting at most of the time fifty over eighty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, everything is better Very, than it's ever been. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, no, that's and that's great. Uh, I I think he you know he or she are just putting you on it as as a preventative thing because it doesn't sound like. You know, you really, you really need it, but uh, but I'm sure it's just a preventive. It again, it's one of the it's one of the most safe medications out there. It doesn't have other than a little bit of. Some people get a little bit of muscle pain when they take it, but for the most part, it's a really safe uh, combination.
1: And do do people ever say, okay, let's take you off for a bit and see what monitor what happens?
2: Yeah, many times they'll, they'll do that because, uh, you know, as Steve said, I mean, you know, he feels he probably doesn't even need it anymore and he might be right, you know, and, uh, and, um, but I would, I would ensure that you make sure you get your. You know, if you're going to do that, uh, make sure you talk to your pharmacist, talk to your doctor about doing that, and and uh, you know, and, and make sure you monitor it. You know, through it, you know, through a cholesterol test or something to make sure because you know you've had heart disease once, um, yep. and and you know you certainly don't want to go back and have have another bypass or. Well, or that's. Uh, right. I-
1: what I suggested was certainly not something somebody would decide to do on their own. Right. You'd have to consult with somebody and, yep. and have it monitored.
2: Yeah, the monitoring piece especially. So,
3: so I, I guess I'm just wondering whether I need that much.
2: I'm well, sure. it, is, you know, it, it is a pretty heavy dose, I must admit. I mean, it, it is a pretty heavy dose that he's got you on. And, and, and that's another good discussion to have, you know, either with the pharmacist at that you that you work with, or you're you're with Steve, or Maybe. your physician, and just say, you know, do you think I need to be on this? I mean, I don't know, uh, you know, your weight and height and that sort of thing. But, um, let,
3: but let me tell you, I'm hundred and thirty <laughs> pounds. I'm oh. six foot
2: one. Oh, so yeah, I, I mean, you're not overweight either. So, so what are so.
3: you? 180? No, no, hundred and thirty eight. What? One hundred and thirty-eight. Wow.
1: One hundred and thirty-eight and six foot one. Wow, you're yeah. a slim
3: man. So. Uh, yeah, yes. I think
1: we need to get get some get some pasta or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: yeah, thanks for hard surgery. I put on eight pounds.
1: Oh.
2: Wow. <laughs> So yeah, so you. It sounds like you probably uh, you know eat, eat pretty well, uh, too, Steve, But uh, oh. but um, yeah, I mean it, it is a it is a fairly strong dose. But I wouldn't recommend you know ha, you know just taking it away. Uh, you know. Yeah. No, I won't. Uh,
3: I'll talk to my talk to my physician.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always. For sure. That
1: is always a go- good advice.
2: Sage advice. Oh, okay. Yeah, thanks absolutely. for your call,
1: Steve.
3: Okay. Bye bye. Bye
1: bye, Jacqueline. Hi, Jacqueline. How are you?
5: Oh, I'm very well, thank you. Nice, nice to talk to you, dear. Nice to talk to doctor, you, doctor. Le- doctor, I'd like to talk to you.
2: Okay, sure.
5: Uh, I take blood pressure. Uh, first of all, I'm eighty-five, uh, and uh, I don't have pain anywhere. Good for you. And, yeah, and I don't know what what uh, I I don't know what. Uh, uh, a lot of older people have that. Uh, I, um, What's your question, Jacqueline? Anyway, anyway my question is, doctor, uh, I take blood pressure medication at one, one in the morning and one before I go to bed at night. That's it. That's all I take. Okay. And, but I have a, a great problem. I want you to tell me what you think it is. I have a problem swallowing. For instance... Okay, Jacqueline. We my, only have let. Why don't we let? Yeah, my uh, son Dean... took me to the restaurant, and I had a pot pie, chicken pot pie with vegetable, and uh, I was hungry, and I enjoyed it. It was very good. But you know what, doctor, it all came up, came up.
1: Okay, let's try to answer that. Uh, yeah, I mean,
2: I think that might be more a product of age, and the swallowing reflex becomes more difficult when you get older. There's not a lot of medications that that impact your your swallowing reflex, so I would I would guess that that's probably the best bet.
1: Okay, so what was the best bet for that?
2: Just, just you know what, uh, go talk to your doctor, talk to your pharmacist about the if the condition continues. And, and I would leave it at that because I don't think it's the medication. I don't think it's the high blood pressure medication.
1: Okay. Thank you for that, Dean. I'm afraid that we are out of time. Thank you, Jacqueline, for
0: your call. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio.